following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts. Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Welcome to the SWBC Mortgage Living Room here in Frisco, Texas. We are live from various points across the Metroplex. And Jesse Holly, what do you have on your face? Listen, the way the NFL is giving out these fines <laughs> to coaches for not having their mask on, I don't, I don't want to be a part of that contingency. They're they giving out $100,000 fines and $250,000 fines to the teams for those coaches not having their mask on. So I want to make sure that they don't come and get me because I, I ain't got that kind of money to give them right now. Jesse, nobody watches this show. I've told you that. Oh, no one watches okay. this. My you can take it off. There you go. Let's go. Gotta, Let's go, hey, Nate. We, we got to see those Bose headphones anyway. Can't see them with that yeah. mask on. What's up, Nate? How you feeling? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Doing great, man. Just ready, ready to get, you know, just watch the game last night, man, and just shake my head like, wow. This is where the Cowboys are supposed to be. Different Even level? In, yeah, at that level of, 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 of uh, just playing a game, man. Uh, our first two games in which we re- said repeatedly, you know, we're trying to give Coach uh, McCarthy this opportunity to get this team flowing, to get, the, you know, Coach uh, Nolan to get this team. I mean – we look so disjointed as a team here going into uh, to the Seahawks game, man. It's just, can we get on that level? A, a lot of us, you know, and like I say, I, I go overboard with 16 wins. You guys, the worst you guys got them going is is is, is 10, 10 uh, wins, the best, you know, that's the least. But what, what, what bothers me is I did not see that consistency. When I look at other teams play, and if you're going to be an elite team, you have to have unison, you know, um, uh, uh, bonding that, that, that where your offense will carry your defense. And at the same time, when you need a play from your defense, it's going to rise up and do it. And, and, and special teams play have to be smarter and execute better. And, and these first two games is watching other teams that are even one and one are 2-0, and oh, and watching these teams, and we're talking about this team being on that level, they, they're going to have to hurry up. Yeah. So is that we'll something get, you can change mid-season? It, or are you yes, stuck with the players it, you got? It, you know, you the, it, what the coaches have to continue to demand it through the way they practice and the way they handle their business with these players individually and collectively. The culture has to slowly change. The, the, the You have to know what your players can and cannot do. And you have to ask them to do what they do and do it well repeatedly, you know. And so it's some little things that we we can get into that can can be a difference maker. But you know, uh, I don't want to just open the show with a downer. I just it's just when I'm watching other teams and I'm saying that's a 10 win team, that's a 12 win team, even with injuries, even with injuries to key players, 
these teams are still competing, a la the Saints. They don't have the number, the number three best receiver in the league. They were competing last night. They were competing, and they were in that game to the end. Where does that come from? They they had a key player going, and they didn't look sloppy and crazy and out of and disjointed, you know. And so we that's what we have to come to. The QB I mean, just looked old, huh? Say what, my friend? They QB, they QB just looked old. He looked forty three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked he looked at old. He can't yeah. make the passes no more. And that's even more why I think we as a team should be better because they doing it with a dude with a half an arm. They doing it with a dude with a half an arm, my friend. Still got the smarts. Jesse, before we get to you, yeah, Jesse, yeah. before we get to you, I'll let you bring the show all the way down. Kurt, how you doing today? You good? <laughs> I'm doing good. You act shattered. I'm, I'm sorry. Glad, hey, you know what? A positive voice here on this show. Yeah. The voice well, of okay. positivity. Nate's done, Nate's done killed the vibe uh, okay, on the show. Well, so let's Shannon, get, you let's can tell Jesse, us about your experience. At, Je- you can tell us about your experience at, at the stadium stop again. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Jesse, oh. you, you followed this team ever since you've been on this team, and they've always had the pieces, it seems like, or we've been told they've had the pieces. You, you've had a, a good, if not great, quarterback since you've been on the team. You've had a good, if not great, offensive line since you've been on the team. You've had a good, if not great, running back. You've had a great tight end. You've had serviceable, good to great pieces on defense. You're not, you know, you're not the Jaguars of old, the Browns of old. You're not just a team that's never had the talent. And it seems like starting off this year, these first two games, even though the last one ended on a good note, you got all this talent again. You got a brand new coaching staff, and you're starting off slow again. You can't get everything clicking like Nate said. When you watch a 10-win team, like when you watch the Saints, you watch the Seahawks, they're clicking. They're carrying each other, but it's not. It seems like the Cowboys are always this group plays really well, and then these groups don't play really well. And this group has to carry the team, and very rarely do they put a complete game together. Is that? What causes that? Because you have the talent, you just can't seem to put it all together at the same time for long stretches during the season. And this may this may come off and seem like an attempt to uh, exalt my boy Mike McCarthy for the way they, this team has performed early. <laughs> Here we go. In the year. Here we go. But but no, <laughs> listen, hang with me. Hang with me. When you hang look at the, the team boys. that. When you exactly hang with the boys, <laughs> give me a little bit of grace, okay? Let me let me let yeah. me get there. When you talk up, when you look at the team that you're talking about, Shannon, you're talking about a culture, right? A culture mm-hmm. isn't formed overnight. Now let's just pick up Mike McCarthy and sit him to the side for just a moment. We're gonna get back to him. The guys on this team, the core guys on this team, your Zeeks, your Dax, your 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 Schultz, your Tanks. You know, all these guys that we're talking about, they come and was built up and brought up in a different culture. They were bought up under a different regime, a different mindset, a different way of, 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 of being. And just because you insert a new coach, it doesn't happen, as my coach used to say, MF, right? It doesn't, I mean, uh, uh, FM. It doesn't happen by freaking magic or freaking Mike. 
You have to give this thing some time. A new coach is implanted in here. And, and again, we, we really have to look at this COVID way of living that we've had to adjust to this past offseason. Just four weeks ago, five weeks ago, was the very first time that a coach, Mike McCarthy, Mike Nolan, you name the coach, was the very first time that they actually got to physically touch a member of this Dallas Cowboys football team. Like, to really physically touch them. And I get it. You can watch film to the cows come home, and you can read evaluations, and, and people can give you thoughts about this player or that player. But it hails in comparison to then to actually see them with the white of your eyes, to touch them, to see them work in, in, in a system that you want to put in play. And so you're now trying to get guys in condition. You're now trying to get guys, rookies, uh, free agents, and the current guys who've been on this team, get them brought up to speed to what you want as far as offensively, defensively. Defensively, you got guys who are playing in different positions or different styles of positions that they that they haven't played for in the past. Oh, by the way, I got to evaluate 90 guys on this team to get to get a roster cut down for game day in four weeks. And finally, try to put together a game plan that's going to allow me to be successful in week one, which we found out that wasn't. And week two should have been unsuccessful, but the football guys saw otherwise. So now you add Mike McCarthy back into this mix. The, the, the unit that he has are guys who, at the core, their foundation was built on someone else's way of thinking, way of living. So it's going to take some time to flush that out and to get that way of thinking, that mindset, that everything out. And it may even take getting a player or two out of that system to bring the things into what you want to do into fruition. I know that we, we live in this immediate microwave time right now. And, and as analysts, we have to react each week by each game. But this thing is a never-ending process when you have everything being so new. The Saints are able to keep rolling because they've had the same people at the helm. The culture is already set. The Patriots, the culture is already set. You know, teams like that who already have a set culture that's all the teams that are going to come out and be successful. The, the Chiefs, all those teams that we see that we see winning that are 2-0, that are playing well, they have a, a, an established culture with the people that are inside that building. Can a coach get, can this team get to where it needs to be during this transition? You hope. A, you, you hope. It's a lost season. No, I don't no, think it's a lost it's season. it's not a lost season. And, and, when I, and when I brought that up, you know, I was just trying – to get everyone on the same page so we won't be disjointed and how we see games. You know, uh, me and Jesse can basically see the game the same. Now, I may see it, from, see it from the inside out. He may see it from the outside in. But we see the consistency. And that's what I've been saying for week one, week two, and week three and week four. That's what I'm going to continue to say is, when is this team going to start to jail? and start to pick each other up. Because, listen to me, if our front end defensively does not start to come to play, it comes a point where these cornerbacks are not going to be just competitive. Things start to go against you mentally. I don't care how strong you are, unless you're an elite-like corner like Deion Sanders, 
I don't care how strong you are. You don't want to continue to get beat and not have a chance to compete. And that's what I'm saying. Can these guys get in gear fast enough so that front end, we have no pressure in our middle. None. It's like everybody just standing up and we got defensive ends coming. So that, that is what I'm saying. You, you have to, as a team, realize, okay, we got to get some pressure up front. We got to stop the run. We got to get some third and long situations, give our back end a chance to compete and vice versa. All right. Are we there? So, <laughs> whatever. Now, I'm just waiting on Shannon, man. I mean, we lost Shannon. I think we, Shannon's I think supposed to be lost. the guy to keep it moving. Did we lose him? Shannon right. is the guy to keep it moving, right? Let's, let's take our first break. I thought I got disconnected. I didn't hear anything in my head. No. Let's, 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 let's take uh, our first break. Um, we brought it up at the end of the show yesterday, the coaching decisions. I want to know what you guys thought about What's some called questionable play calling and then also some of the adjustments they made in-game to lead that come-from-behind thrilling victory on Sunday? We'll get into all of that and so much more when we come back on Hanging with the Boys. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Otterbox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases? The one and only. But cases are just the start. Otterbox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their Elevation Tumblers? And Otterbox Elevation Tumblers come in three sizes. A 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64-ounce growler. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. It's football season, and when you're tailgating with your friends and your family, you want the best meat on your grill. Pettigene Meats makes the best hot dogs, the Pettigene Griller, or the all-beef franks will score. To complete that tailgate meal, Pettigene Meats has hickory smoked sausage, hot links, Polish sausage, and the best hickory smoked bacon and ham around. Available at your local retailer. And a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Pettigene Meats. Taste the difference. We can't wait to see the Cowboys back on the field, and we can't wait to pack AT&T Stadium to watch them play. When that time comes, SeatGeek is the place to get all of your tickets. Plus, tickets to the hundreds of games, concerts, rodeos, and other live events we'll all be able to enjoy again soon. Every SeatGeek purchase is protected by a buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. SeatGeek. Let's go. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo Quiero, Yo Quiero Guacamole. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Welcome back. SWBC Mortgage Living Room in Frisco, Texas. Looking for something to change up your dinner routine. Help support local Frisco businesses by choosing one of the Star District restaurants for information on delivery, takeout, curbside pickup, and dining availability. Visit thestardistrict.com. You're back with 
Jesse Holly, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniel, Shannon Gross, and we are going to talk a little coaching and coaching decisions. I personally did not have a problem with either fake punt. The two-point conversion, I know there's people that are going to that will die on that hill and say you don't go for two there. To me, it's kind of you're trying to get as much information as early as you can. I, I didn't like the call, but I'm not like hell bent on crucifying the coaching decision. The problem I have with the fake punts is you're trying to catch a team off guard. I get it on the first one. You 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 use a a non-receiver to throw to. The second one, you use a non-running back to try to run for, what was it, six yards. I think that was somewhat questionable. But, hey, I'm one of the guys that's been like, I'm tired of knowing exactly what the play is going to be before the play is even called. I know you're going to run on first down. I know you're going to pass two more downs, and then you're going to punt. I don't have a problem with mixing it up. I kind of liked it. I want to get your thoughts on what you thought of coaching those play calls and then just overall in general the coaching decisions made during the game. Kurt, you go first. Well, like everybody, the, at the beginning, the uh, two-point conversion, I was a little confused by, um, mainly because the defense had not really showed much signs of slowing down the, the uh, Falcons at that point. So I was just, you know, get the points while you can. But, you know, the more I re have read about it since, the analytics people all say that was the right move. And so mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely debatable. <laughs> but. That, that seems to be the way the game's trending is, is like you said, you, you kind of want to know where you're at sooner the better. Um, the punts, the fake punts, I mean, the first one I thought, I mean, I, they should have converted that one. I mean, the guy was open and just didn't connect. Second one was a little questionable given the time and place and, and the actual call. I mean, I'd rather have my offense try to pick up six yards than my punt team, but um, I don't know. It, it's still a... Sometimes I worry that McCarthy and all them are maybe trying to be a little too cute. You know, they spent a year in the barn figuring out analytics, and now they're like, oh, we got to show what we learned. we got to show what we can do. Hopefully in the end it all worked out. It definitely worked out uh, against the Falcons, uh, whatever, <laughs> even though it was a little surprising how it did. Jesse, you ain't froze, are you? No, I'm looking at okay. Well, talk, Jesse. I thought you were froze, dog. Wow. Okay, go ahead on. Uh, to, for me, the 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 first fake punt. I'm totally fine with that. That play actually was executed very well up until the last part. Uh, the the DB he slipped on his break trying to come back to the ball. The ball could have been a little bit better, but that was a great play. The second one, I am in total agreement with Kurt. If you're planning on going for it for fourth and five, and you're going to give it to a nine running back on a play where, honestly, as someone who's been the personal protector, you normally, when you get that fake punt call, you also have a call when the, when the front isn't what you want it to be, and you don't have that, that look that you want to actually call it off and actually punt the ball. I didn't like the second one. I thought if you're going for it right there at that place at that time with that yardage, just leave, put the put the thirty-one million dollar quarterback out there. Put the put the the fifteen million dollar running back back out there. Put the twenty million dollar receiver back out there. Put the seventeenth overall pick out there. You know, put your put your your second round receiver out. Put those guys out there. Put those guys out there and give us a much. If you're talking about the analytics, I want the analytics would say that we probably have a much higher percentage of what those cats on the field picking up a fourth and five than 
the special team dude trying to get a fake punt rush up the middle on fourth and five. Um, so that that's why I stood at or stood at with those. What I'm seeing with with this with this group, Mike McCarthy and, and Coach Fossil and so on and so forth, is they're trying to they they are desperately trying to find a spark. They're trying to find something that they can have, you know, to steal a possession, to try to find something to get this team going. They're looking for so many different ways to have a spark that will hopefully set set off a blaze that will get this team rocketed in the right direction. They are looking for it. That's why you see all the fake punts, all the go-forwards here, all the two-point conversions. They are just trying to find a way to get a spark, to get these guys into it, to give them some life, to give them some momentum, because these last two football games, it's been dead. It's been dead for the Cowboys. It ha- they haven't had the energy. They haven't had the momentum. They haven't had the... the, the, the uh, 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 just, just all that. I don't know if it's lack of fans or what it is, but there is a there is a desperate search for spark, and you see it through the the different little things that happen within the game that this coaching staff is trying to find for this Cowboys offense and defense. You know one thing, uh, I, I, I'm not going to knock analytics because, but guess what? All the best analytics come from is teams that have done these things in these situations that have been great teams that have been successful. They haven't been average teams trying to do this. I, I'm quite sure you can go out at 3.30 to 5 o'clock in the middle of 75 and let an analytics person figure it out, and this be a perfect time you can run across the street. But God forbid that person <laughs> have arthritis, okay? So uh, analytics is what you want it to be. It's still a human factor in everything. Like Jesse said about the punt, it's a human factor. If he sees something he didn't like, he need to call it off. Well, you you needed five yards. You got a guy who ain't used to running the ball to go eight yards. Don't work. Uh, the two points you do you know you do what you want. The only thing that I liked about any of those four moves was the first one. The first one you're trying to catch everybody off guard. But once you see that this stuff ain't working, hey, you know what? Let's do this by chalk. And let's let our, our offense be the offense, and let's let our defense be the defense. And special team, let's do this by chalk today and get the job done. And then when we need a play at the end of the game, our onside kick, boom. Let's just hope that the other team is dumb like Atlanta was and we got the ball. <laughs> Jesse, you, you brought this up. It's a, it's a great question. When you, when you play for a coach that isn't scared to take chances, that – isn't scared to get you back into a game by whatever means necessary. I mean, this you know this team is it comes from a you know the history of this team is very vanilla, very close to the vest, very you know calculated where you don't take risks, you grind it out. When you flip that switch and now you have a coach that looks like he's a little bit of a gambler from a player standpoint, that's got to give you some – it's got to make you excited. Like you said, it's got to give you a spark. It's got to give you some <laughs> some energy that you haven't had around here before, right? Yeah, when you're successful at it. <laughs> Thank you. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. See, you know what? I, you yeah. know, and you know, I Nate, face that. Seriously, Nate, like, like first – right? Like when, when something is when, – when you got one side doing well and the other side isn't, after a while you start saying – Come on, y'all. Dang, we pick it up. And so it's like, coach, we want to go for a cool, but 
when you're not successful at it, you start looking around. The defense start looking around and saying, "Dang, you keep trying to bail this offense out with these fake punts, and you putting us in a bad position." Brother, a dude asked me on the radio station yesterday, "How do you feel?" I say, "The first one, we say, okay, coach. The the the, the pass, okay, coach, yeah. we love you." The second one, we would have been in Joe Alvazano's face. Man, what are you doing? Now, we wouldn't have said nothing to Jimmy, but to Coach Joe Alvazano, what in the world are you doing? So, I'm, I'm being honest, fellas. It, it's a thin line. Success breeds success. And, and, and nothing else can do can breed success. Failure cannot breed success. Hey, let's go for it eight more times until we get it. No, sir. No, sir. That, you, the team going to run away. Was that uh, Fossil's call to, to do the fake No, calls? No, that's the head coach. Head coach. Right. That's head always coach. the head coach. Always the head coach. The Fossil brought it to him, and, and you know, he may be in his ear like, hey, here's a good time, here's a good time, here's a good time. But no fake punt, no, no trickery. There's no trickery that ever happens unless the head coach goes, go for it. That, that is okay. – that is, that I've never seen that on anywhere across the board. If any trickeries happen, the special team coach may have brought it up to the head coach, but the head coach is the one that says, do it. Can you imagine walking to the podium and saying, hey, Coach McCarthy, on that second one, uh, <laughs> did you did – you, who, who thought of that? Did he say, hey, uh, Coach Foster, can you come up here and explain why you did that? Hey, he would be fired in the spot, man. See <laughs> You know what? We won this week. And and I and I apologize for being Shannon and giving y'all my experience of what I saw in the game last night. Okay. But y'all don't know I am so hungry for a complete win, Jesse. I am so hungry for for one to say our offense, our defense, and our special teams. But we all came tonight and we all played. You need a, that. There's such a joke in the I am hungry coming from Nate, but I'll let you continue. Yeah, yeah, it is such a joke. I mean, I mean, I, brother. I, but I'll let you, you know, continue. Every I'm stop your hustle. Go I've known every, hey, I've heard every fat joke known to man, Jesse. Eat me up with him because I need laughter. Thank you. I, I know every fat. I've eaten ba- small babies. I've had do- 10 donuts at a time, 30-piece chicken. Eat me up, bro. Come on. We well, talk about you, it, a complete, you're talking about a complete team. Can this kind of win push them that next step? Or is it just going to be another, it, what, you know, come next week, what have you done for me lately? Oh, Kurt, you hard man. <laughs> what have you done? You're a hard man. Just answer that, please. <laughs> This type of win, it, it gives you hope, right? Because what happens is you're 0-2, your morale is down, you know what the media is saying about you, you know what everybody's looking at you, you know, everything's a little bit, those little, you get, you get that right there. You get that right there from everybody. Everybody's a little bit more contentious, everybody's a little bit more, you know, on edge. So the win gives you a, okay, we didn't do well, but we won, and so we can take that and say, okay, we're not 0-2, we're 1-1. The issue is, is that you walk into a situation, you, walk, you now walk into a hornet's nest because now you have to go and try to still figure this out because there's so much that has to be corrected from last week to this week. And you would love to have one of those games where it's one of those like, you know, 
gimme games. It's like the Jaguars or the Dolphins or the Browns or something like that. But you got to now go face a team that you know for a fact is so well executed and that sometimes can be a burden on you as well. But wins like this, it just it just keeps your head above water until you continue to be able to figure this thing out. What's going on with what's going on with the defensive line? What what what's what's happening? What's happening with Tank? What'd y'all see during no, the game? No pass rush. Drop no the PO, thir- no drop third the PO r- pass rush, and that's what you right. got. <laughs> you, you know, no 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 pass rush. No putting teams in third or second and long and forcing the issue. Uh, Atlanta lost a lost a player offensively, a lineman, and we still could not get home. Hmm. More, and now we got that sack by Everson Griffiths at, at the right time, but it is proven that if you get to Ryan multiple times early, you can affect his game. And for the second week in a row, we've had virtually quarterbacks that can't, that will run, but not a specialist at that, and we have allowed them to be comfortable in the pocket. Is that we scheme? have no pass is that, rush. What, is that players? Is that scheme? What is that? That's players, man. Listen, it's that's players. players. That, that, that's players, that, that, man. Yeah, and, but did we, did we, you know, Everson Griffin knew, uh, Don Terry Pose knew, Adam Smith's knew. I mean, do we expect too much? Because these guys had no no preseason to, to kind of get into the system. And, I mean, you talking about veterans, that, dog. Yeah. These are veterans. 30-something-year-old not, veterans, so 30-something-year-old veterans. Okay, but, Wow. Well, okay, when do they start? You tell me then when do they start playing? Well, when, I, that's when, what I'm asking. I mean, I know they're Everson Griffin's play. Everson Griffin has averaged 9 to 12 sacks a year. Uh, right. I would give Alden what you're talking about. But yeah. I would give Alden that grace. I will. But Everson is a guy that I say, okay, this is the best signing we've had. A guy that can tangible get out the quarterback. Uh, the D law is a tangible fact that we know should be able to get out to the quarterback. Now, Dontario Poe, all I ask for him is to do his arms like this is, just start walking forward and press back the guards and centers. That's all I ask. Okay, I'm not asking you to get a sack. And you, you mean to tell me a fresh-legged veteran can't get up to get the pass rush going? No, that don't work that way, man. That well, that, that don't work that I mean, way. I I don't know. You you know better than I mean. I'm just wondering yeah, if the change if we expected too much after the change. No, I I agree that there should be some room for acclimation. I agree. But when you're talking about most veterans, your 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 uh, your Everson Griffins of the world, your Don Terry Poles of the world, they would love to not have a training camp. <laughs> they would love you. to come out of training camp. For, like literally, veterans going to training camp trying to figure out, all right, coach, like how many days are you gonna give me? Like, I know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm gonna be here all year long, so don't don't beat me down to training camp. So I, I get there's some acclimation, but we have no push up front. We have nothing up front, and. To Nate's point earlier, if we don't start getting something up front, some push, some pressure, 
you're going to leave our inexperienced and young defensive backs out to dry. You just cannot give quarterbacks in the you can't give OCs and quarterbacks in the National Football League four and five and six seconds to start looking through reads. You're going to have to create pressure with your front four, and we're not getting that from any from our own Demarcus Lawrence. From our free agents, uh, Griffin, that Alden Smith been out of football for five years, and he's the it, one that's giving yeah. you the most active energy across that off, that that defensive front. He's been out of football for five years, like whole five seasons, <laughs> and he's Kurt. giving you the most action up front. No, they they have to find it up front. They have to be able to get after the quarterback. And again, if you cannot get sacks, that's fine. But we got to start moving these quarterbacks off their mark where they just don't feel as comfortable to sit in the pocket and go through reads because you're back in. And I don't care who you got back there. You can have Dion, You can have Earl. You can have Troy Palomalo. You can have Ed Reed. You give a quarterback four, five, and six seconds to go through reads. Hall of Famers back there won't be able to keep up uh, uh, at that rate. If you watch the game, it, after the, in the middle of the first quarter, if you watch the game, every third passing situation, they targeted one guy. That was our rookie from Alabama. They had two or three drops. And I dare to say if they would have caught those balls over this kid, you can't let him have that type of failure week in and week out. And I'll give you an example. How old is your kid, Kurt? Uh, he's 17. Would you let him play with 21-year-old grown men? <laughs> no. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. And especially not week in, week out. Week in. This is what this kid is going to face. Coach said, I'm not scared to put him on anybody in this league. Well, you know what? You almost got that boy toasted up real nice this past week. Fortunate for him, there was some drop balls. Dude, he would have been at a live. That is not something you want. I would not want to go through that as a rookie. Let's talk about the rookies. Let's talk about – we have two experts on this show. One played on the offensive line in his heyday. We'll talk, let's talk about the offensive line. The other guy was a receiver and a special teams guy. Want to get to some stuff on both of those things. When we come back, a lot to get to in about ten minutes. Hang in with the boys. We'll return. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. OtterBox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases? The one and only. But cases are just the start. OtterBox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their elevation tumblers? And OtterBox elevation tumblers come in three sizes. A 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64-ounce growler. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. It's football season, and when you're tailgating with your friends and your family, you want the best meat on your grill. Pettigene Meats makes the best hot dogs, the Pettigene Griller, or the all-beef franks will score. To complete that tailgate meal, Pettigene Meats has hickory smoked sausage, hot links, Polish sausage, and the best hickory smoked bacon and ham around. Available at your local retailer. And a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Pettigene Meats. Taste the difference. We can't wait to see the Cowboys back on the field, and we can't wait to pack AT&T Stadium to watch them play. When that time comes, SeatGeek is the place to get all of your tickets. 
Plus, tickets to the hundreds of games, concerts, rodeos, and other live events will all be able to enjoy again soon. Every SeatGeek purchase is protected by a buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. SeatGeek. Let's go. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Back to hanging with the boys. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just twenty dollars. Visit DallasCowboys.com/slash/united. We are back to SWBC Mortgage Living Room. Shannon Gross, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly. We got about nine minutes of the show left. So let's get right into it. Nate, what did you see out of the offensive line with all the injuries they have? Did they do a good enough job or do they need to get better? Uh, the, uh, the interior played a little bit better. Shannon, uh, a lot better. Uh, and Dak navigated the inside of the pocket a little bit better this week. Uh, two outside guys are going to continue to struggle. Uh, Brandon Knight played well. You didn't hear his name at all. You know, and they, they got a little help. Uh, the most of the help is still coming from your right guy, Terrence Steele. Uh, but, I, I, you know, and that due to the fact that Zeke was willing to run that ball hard when he ran it, that kept those guys a little bit at bay. Uh, when the uh, – the young when the young when the young man got hurt, I can't remember his name. Uh, Mc McKinley when he got hurt, Tack that McKinley. helped. Tack me that helped. So uh, they played well, man. And the Seahawks gonna have what you call a a real bulldogish type pass rusher, but uh, individually they pretty good and they play well as a team and scheme well. So expect another challenge. And if uh, and if Tyron come back. Move Brandon Knight over to right tackle because he played yeah. well at that left, and move him over to right tackle. Let's roll. He Let's roll, man. Well last, in his one start last year too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At right He's tackle. Been yeah. And Zeke, most of Zeke's yardage came off that left side, so it, it's, yeah, it, it's nice to see. Maybe we may have found something. Yeah, yeah, found somebody. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it, it's amazing when we let the people on our roster play. <laughs> Jesse, other than. The Falcons not looking like they knew what the rule was on the onside kick. Did you see anything that – was that the just the perfectly executed kick or was that just luck? Um, that was – I mean, it was executed perfectly. They just had a brain fart. The, the, and I, I heard that they called that kick the watermelon kick. And I thought, mm-hmm. you know, I said, uh, how fitting. Everyone loves to stand around when the watermelon is getting cut. So the, the Falcons players just stood there like the watermelon was about to get cut and get their piece. And the Cowboys said, well, we'll just jump on the football. So the play was executed perfectly is that you want that weird kind of spin. I, I, that Again, 
there hasn't been a successful onside <laughs> kick since 2014 until last Sunday. Like, let that let that sink into your brain for a second. Since 2014, there has not been a successful onside kick recovery until Sunday. It's just one of those things that just doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> I, I, that that I play, that I play is you. crazy. I bet you when they got back on the plane, <laughs> I bet when they got back on the plane to go home, I bet everybody walked by the special team coach rolling their eyes. <laughs> like, <laughs> how did you, you tell them? What did you tell I think it's been over since the last successful onside kick recovery. It's been 140 onside kick attempts, and they've all been unsuccessful, except for this one that I don't know. I, I, I'm still trying to figure out what they were thinking on that particular play. But, I mean, it worked in our favor. But you, you and Isaiah stand back both. Isaiah went off, man. Wow. As he should. Wow. What, did you, what do you guys think C.D. Lamb looks like the real deal? Two games in, he's had two very productive games. What what is the ceiling for this guy? Is this about what we've seen in these two games? Is this about what we're going to get every game? Or do you think they're going to expand his role and he's going to get more touches and more yards throughout the season? I told you guys this when they drafted CD way back when. He is in the absolute perfect position to have success. There's zero pressure on C.D. Lamb. And as long as you keep lining up Amari Cooper to one side and Michael Gallup to the other side, he is going to have the team's third best defensive back on him. You don't go high in the first round if you don't have the skill to go in the first round. So the fact that he gets to line up every single week in 11 personnel against the team's third or maybe fourth best corner, depending on depending upon how their you know situation is going, it is a it's a it's a dream for a guy like CeeDee Lamb. And all he has to do is do what he's always been known to do. Run good routes and get open. It's not like he's gonna have to face a Jalen Ramsey or face a Tyron Matthew or face a, 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 a Gilmore. He's he's not gonna have to face those guys. Those you guys think- were always gonna be dedicated to Amari Cooper because Amari Cooper is still alpha dog number one. He's still R W R one. So for 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 um, for C.D. Lamb, he's in the perfect position, and you're going to see this about every single you know every couple games he's going to burst out with the hundred yard game, uh, you know because this is this is this is the way that it goes. Again, Dak passed the ball 47 times, 450 yards, so they had to they had to get more receiving yards going. But he's going to be in that realm where he gets 65 to 70 yards a game because that's what the, that's what the office dictates. I tell you, it's right here, man. Michael Gallup, every time you need the big play, he's somewhere near around it. Mm-hmm. You do not want to start limiting his – I'm telling you. I, Michael Gallup, man, he, he, I like him because he's just a workhorse receiver, man. That slant, that's Michael Gallup. That big play down the sideline, that's Michael Gallup. Going up between two guys, that's Michael Gallup. Do not take away his ten to his nine to ten balls a game for nobody. This guy's up and coming. He's sneaky too. He he's a sneaky dog. Like he will go up and get the ball and surprise you and and fight. Like he and his demeanor is not, you know, he's a super nice laid back guy. But when he gets on that field, man, he and CD is he's just smooth. He may, he doesn't even look like he's running hard. He looks like he's jogging and 
he's getting after. What about Diggs? What did y'all see from Diggs? Nate, you brought it up a little earlier. Uh, is you know we all think he's got this kid is going. This kid is going to get tested week in and week out. And Jesse know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And after this game here, I promise you they are looking for him. Routes will be ran against this kid because of what happened last week. And I, we need for our defensive front to come with it. They need to give some type of blitz to help this kid. I, do not waste a great that, talent. Was he that bad this past week? No, 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 no. He's not. He's not bad. That bad. They're they're, they're going to ch- they're going to challenge him because they're going to check his they're going to check his tank every single week. Yes. Double moves with route running, and they're going to say, "Hey, rookie, welcome to the NFL." He's not bad. He he battled. He's a dog. But yeah. he's just, yes. Inex- oh. He's just inexperienced, and so teams and offensive corners are going to try to match up their best player on the rookie cornerback until rookie cornerbacks start saying. Not me no more, coaches, until he until he gets to a point where he's like, Yeah, I can try that if y'all want to, but it won't work here. There that's just the nature of the beast. It, it's it, it's it's you fresh meat on the yard. So teams are gonna continue to try you until you shut it down. And that's where our front has to come to work. Has to come give him a chance to jump around. And that's and his confidence gonna go through the roof. Give him opportunity. Now he dropped one last week. But come on, man! Give give him a chance, man. I mean, no. yeah, none of them have much of a chance if you're going to yeah. give him all that time. Yeah, he he's a battler though. He he's a dog. He's, he's, yeah, he, he, yeah, he's gonna compete every whether you catch it on him or you don't catch it on him. He's gonna come right back again. So that, that's the thing yeah. about him. He has the confidence. He has the mental makeup of what it takes to be a really good DB. Good play, bad play, next play. And that's the way he goes about it. You catch one on me, cool. You drop one on me, cool. I'm coming back. I'm going to keep competing. But for him, he's going to need some help up front. And, and until he, again, stakes his claim and says, you can't try me no more, veteran QB. I'm not that. I'm not your guy. I'm not the one. I, I, I want all the smoke you send in. So keep trying me, and I'm going to keep picking you off. Until then, they're going to keep trying them. Kurt, uh, tomorrow, you want to do yep. Cowboys offense or defense? Well, we've been doing the offense first, so if you want to keep the trend Cowboys going. offense, is it Cowboys offense? Yeah, Cowboys let's go offense. Cowboys offense okay. tomorrow. Today, okay. the show is over. We got to go so Chris can move on and continue his life as a podcast producer and keep everybody on track. <laughs> we won't we won't do you like the show you, before Chris. us does you. you. We'll get out of here on time. Chris, thanks for keeping us on the air. Jesse, keep flexing on them. Nate, just be Nate. Just keep it going, brother. <laughs> I will. Good season. Believe me, I will. Kurt, Kurt thanks for contributing <laughs> yes, today. For Shannon Gross and all of the crew here, we will be back tomorrow. For the Shannon same Gross and his the same stadium place. experience, same place, same time. <laughs> we will be back, fortunately or unfortunately, tomorrow on Hanging with the Boys. <laughs> Bye-bye, y'all. Have a good one. (laughs) This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?